you, Christine. You're a, you're a light. I'm so glad we met. I'm so glad we connected. And if anybody is watching this, like you are in the right place at the right time because Christine is a, just an amazing human being. And you've been working so amazingly to bring all these women together to just support each other in such an authentic way. So thank you for having me, honestly. Well, thank you. Um, it's, it's a pleasure to be here. Um, and I'm really excited for today's interview because I'm always looking to connect with more people. And, you know, like my bio, I love it. It really, I'm like, I, I just, <laughs> and I was like, damn, she's got some good copywriting skills there. Like you can help people with that, I'm sure. Yes, definitely. The thing is, sometimes we forget how much we've accomplished. And even I forget it when I hear my own bio read back at me. I'm like, damn, I have accomplished a lot, you know? But it's, uh, it, trust me, as a woman, we constantly have to remind ourselves the amazing work that we do because I even forget, you know, like, and it happens. It has to be a constant reminder to celebrate the small and the big wins, you know? It just becomes natural to be, be like a superhero. And so we just think it's everyday, like, breathing, but then we forget, like, you know, it's not. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Oh, my. <laughs> need to talk to you after this because I feel like my bio is I, I'm really struggling with it on just it's so hard to write about oneself it is it is very, it's hard but it's really good to have someone who can see you and that's actually one of my superpowers is uh, is understanding women when I see their skills when I see what they bring to the table and really making it making them understand that we just need to own it right yeah. We just need to own who we are. You know, I was uh, just right now, I got off uh, an hour ago with a client and I was doing a role play where I was helping her uh, connect with how did you introduce yourself at a networking event, right? So I let her go first and I said, okay, show me how you would do it. And she said, I'm a mom. We all start there. It's our comfort zone. I'm yeah. I did that too. I'm like, I'm a mom. And then it took like at least a minute and a half to her to get to the point where she was like, and also I own a business and also I do this, this and that. And so we were going through this role play on how can she can frame that better? How she can instead, instead of like even the tone that we use, right? The tone, the way we speak, it's like, we're asking permission. Well, I, I'm a mom <laughs> and I also am an entrepreneur. It's this thing I do on the side, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And when I meet people on, 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 even on your meetup today that I was online, people are like, well, I do this. Well, I kind of do this and do this and do this. And I'm like, that's a lot. But the way yeah. they say it, it's so like nonchalant. Like they, we don't own what we do. And so yeah. part of having someone be able to kind of reflect at you what you do is that we can see, like me as, as a business coach, I can see your gifts and be like, actually, you do this, 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 and this is how we can frame it right? Reframing that. But it starts from internally knowing what you bring to the table, which is kind of important. Convince yourself first if you're going to try to convince your clients to believe in you. Just saying. People are like, I'm struggling to make money. Well, you're not even convinced about what you do. No wonder you're struggling to make money, right? We have to convince ourselves first that we're worthy, that we take our business seriously, that we love what we do. And then it's going to be a piece of cake because it's like, uh, they're so lucky to work with me. I'm not out there begging for people to pay me. If anything, I'm like, do I want to work with you? Like, are you cool? Are you fun? Am I going to not have to like, you know, am I going to have to come after you for money? Am I going to have to like wait on you to decide that you're taking your business serious? No, I don't want that. Right. 
Yes, absolutely. So important to have a business coach. Um, I finally decided to take that step like a few months ago and realized like, wow, <laughs> because you need that person to tell you, look, these are your strengths. This is what you bring to the table. Now let's turn this into something that you can make money with because totally up with this then someone else will and someone else will make that money so it's just really a decision of like do i want to do this is this something i want to commit to because it is a huge level of commitment to start a business totally yeah it is scary i'm not gonna lie it's still some days i'm like what am i doing again (laughs) yeah a hundred percent yeah it takes a while i mean it took me a while to be in the embodiment of yes i am a business owner and yes I'm an entrepreneur and it takes a while because you're building a new habit of, you know, standing outside of the norm of people who just, you know, what's so funny, how many times I see the way people who go to a nine to five will show up and break their back for somebody else. And then you put them in this like space of freedom and they have no clue what to do with it. Yeah. No clue. (laughs) No clue. Maybe they got laid off. I had people that sign up with me because they got laid off and they don't know what to do with their lives and they want to start a business. But there's a period where I'm like, you need to take that time to adjust so that you know what to do with this time of not doing anything, right? Because we only consider ourselves doing something and producing when we have a boss and we have someone telling us what to do. Anything else apparently is not work, which is mind blowing. You know, it's mind blowing. It's like I'm raising three kids and I have a side hustle where I'm selling Arbon and I'm doing this, but I'm doing nothing. Or I'm yeah. like, you know, no. I say <laughs> I love it. I love it. Can you share a little bit with us um, how you have achieved your success over the years being a business coach? Honestly, making a lot of mistakes. A lot of mistakes. Yeah. I come from, I don't have a background in entrepreneurship. My family does not, are not entrepreneurs by nature. Like my dad, I tried a couple, but never really went all the way. He was an image to Canada. My parents both are. I am. I'm still, I came when I was 10. I have very little view outside of entrepreneurship other than knowing that you needed to go to the bank for a loan and hopefully have good credit enough for them to lend you money to have a brick and mortar business. That's what I grew up thinking a business owner was. And so... For me, it's been a complete like brainwashing of no, that is not the thing. Like I have to, I have to forget that, delete that, and now like relearn what entrepreneurship can be, right? And so for me, it was a lot of making mistakes. And honestly, I feel like I always say I was a bad employee. Like honestly, like I would not hire me as an employee at all. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you what's telling me what to do. I'm not going to take no orders or directions. I'm just like the horrible at it. Like, put me there and I will literally be so miserable. Like, it's not even funny. Like, I literally, it's like a wilting flower. It just does not bloom there. Okay. And so I just had these traits where I'm like, I think I'm just really going to screw up my life because I hate working for people. And I didn't think I had options because I'm like, well, I have horrible credit from, from, from when I was 15 and I got a credit card and the bank decided to give me credit for some reason. And apparently I shouldn't have spent that money. And now my credit's shot, you know? (laughs) So I'm like, I'm not, I don't know what I'm going to do with my life. And it turned out that being, becoming accidentally pregnant with like a boyfriend I had at the time, um, who later we had a baby, 
Um, but we like met and six months in, I got pregnant and I was like, okay, well, I'm going to really have to figure out my life. You know, I'm really going to have to figure this shit out. <laughs> and so it took having a baby and realizing that, you know, either I can keep complaining about how I don't fit in the world or I can create a place for myself in the world. Yeah. And I was very lucky that I've been, well, you know, I, I, I'm very connected. I'm very spiritual and I believe in God and I've always said, God, show me the way. Like, I do not know the way. Like, I'm like, I do not know the way. And it came to a point where I was really depressed as a mom because I didn't want to go back to work and leave my daughter. And I didn't want to stay home and just be a stay-at-home mom. It really killed me. Like, I'm like, this is boring. I can't talk to a baby all day, you know? And like, but also, I love you so much. I don't want to put you in daycare where I don't know if they'll wipe your ass properly, you know? Like, oh yeah, it was just too much. Like, I'm like, I can't. So... That's when I called a friend and she connected me to a business coach and she said, you need to talk to her. Maybe she she's like, I don't even know if she could help you, but I think she could help you. And that's the first conversation I met in at Aroma with a business coach. And she just like opened my mind up. She's like, Gisela, you're an entrepreneur. You just didn't know it. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And she opened my eyes up to all these ideas of like, you're just She's like, you can lead women because imagine how many women are unhappy about motherhood as well. Imagine how many women don't like are not saying the thing. And I, and at that point, I was just so focused about how unhappy I was uh, because I felt alone. I felt alone. I thought I was the only one that like didn't like motherhood. Now I felt really young as a mom. I was 25, but that, I felt like a teenager in comparison to some of the moms around me. I was like, a lot of the moms are 30 plus. And I'm like, I'm like a child. Like someone help me now. <laughs> Sorry, my, my son was funny. My son is excited as I am. Um, <laughs> excited to be here. <laughs> I love it. I love that. Like, that that was a real turning point for you. And it, it is really all a mindset. Like, it just, you go from, like, the negative things in your mind. And there's so many negative, there's so many negative things that can creep up, especially becoming a new mom. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the... Same with me. Like after having my babies, I slipped into what's that postpartum depression? Depression. Yeah, that's yeah. what it's called. Mm-hmm. Yeah, postpartum depression. And it's I think so many of us fall into that and it's not talked about enough, right? Like it's it's once once a baby comes into this world, everything changes and it's like mm-hmm. oh like now my friends are moving on without me, like they're not gonna wait for me like and I'm to a whole different city too so it was like you know I was in I would Toronto was my jam that's where I started this group and all of a sudden I up to Whitby and it's like totally different lifestyle and it's like okay (laughs) it's isolating it's isolating and that's the thing too right and then you add the layers of you know I was not working and then you add the layers of you know, the the stigma around saying, hey, but I, I want to feel sexy again. I want to I don't want to just turn into this thing. And, and it happens naturally. It's like we've we've learned to police ourselves internally to the point where like we police ourselves. And so I had to unlearn all that stuff of what mothering looked like. And that led me down the path of of creating a business where all of, of who I was could fit. Right. And that's what I help women do essentially is create a business where all of them is welcome where all of them fit because you know what i'm tired of boxes i never like them 
And the only boxes I like are the ones with diamonds. So if anybody wants to give me one of those, I'm more than happy to receive that kind of box. Other than that, no. <laughs> but um, fundamentally for me, it's been it's been my because that's been my journey of breaking the the box as a Latina woman as as a mom who felt really young. I'm like 25. I'm like, damn, I'm a child. I'm not ready for this. <laughs> and and then, you know, and doing it with no background in business at all, like at all, other than some business coaching that I had. And like, then I started to self to be self-taught as well as when I started, I was on maternity leave. And, and it's so funny because I had to be so scrappy. I literally worked for free for coaches in exchange for coaching when I couldn't afford coaching. I literally went and said, listen, I can do your admin work. I'll edit your copy. I will... Uh, media I will do whatever it takes offer me a, 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 a coaching session a week that's how I learned coding from this guy in the face I literally like was it his administrative assistant and he taught me how to make websites online like that's why I learned my skills because I couldn't afford to pay a coach at that back then yeah yeah and so I that's really look for options Listen, a girl's got to do it. A girl's got to do it. I need to make time to, and, and, and like, I'm like, I all, I'm already $30,000 debt from my political science degree. I do not need any more debt. Yeah. So, so like, I, I need to be as resourceful. And honestly, I was very lucky to have my first coach who, who opened my eyes to all of this and who literally like took me under her wing and said, I'm going to show you the way, you know, I'm going to show you the way. And, and we all have angels that way when we really want something. When we really believe in something, angels show up and they help us. That's you know, it's got to all the time. So true. Yes. From when you least expect it, you don't know. You don't know who'll take care of you. Absolutely. You know, I love. So true. Um, I see spiritual side now. <laughs> I'm very spiritual. Honestly, life has taught me that. You know that this and actually pregnancy did that's when I really believed it I was like damn like this is beautiful like this you can't even put into words like it wasn't all pleasant it wasn't all pleasant and all it wasn't that it was all pleasant it was just the miracle of and the power I felt as a woman who who could bring life I'm like damn like a freaking woman (laughs) so that's where spirituality for me is big I'm big on that where I felt like a goddess while I was pregnant. Like, I want to be pregnant again just because that feeling of being a goddess is, like, so amazing. I got, especially with my second pregnancy, I went and did the henna on my hands, like, when I was, like, close to giving birth and I was, like, all ready for my baby to come. And it was, like, yeah, it's just next-level experience. I actually had a home birth with my second. Like, I didn't have any pain meds, nothing. But it was all, like, mine, in the mind. But I also hired a coach for that because I got a doula like a doula is basically a coach yes it is yep totally. uh, I had a midwife but there's a difference between the two right like the doula really is a coach like the, the mm-hmm. one who's just like the doctor who delivers the baby they don't do anything else they don't hold your hands nothing <laughs> it's true it's very true no and and that's the thing it's a lot of mindset and and so I've had to be very scrappy because I don't, I didn't come with things like accessible to me all the time. And so that's what I like to tell women, like a business coach is great because maybe like you, you're not maybe most definitely you can skip a bunch of steps, right? 
because you'll get that kind of aha moment a lot quicker. I took the long route. And even though I did hire a lot of a lot of support and I did get a lot of support, I still realized that part of it was me not always wanting to follow the rules of a coach. So what happens is in this industry, there's a lot of people that like to tell you what to do. I'm not about telling people what to do. I'm about leading them back to themselves. Because the true coach is not there to shape you. They're there to guide you. They're there to give you the foundations for what you're going to use to become a better version of yourself. And so I also saw flaws in the coaching industry. And I said, I don't want to be like that. And also, I I didn't want to take advice from someone that was like that. So it was very picky with who I picked as a coach as well, because I realized that a lot of them had their own agenda and own vision that did not align with my vision for me. And so I say every time, be careful who you choose as a coach, because they should be there to guide you back to your inner voice, not for you to have them inside of your head only. And then they're guiding you all the time, because then it's not true. It's not a true you, right? And my biggest goal for my clients is to get them to become the leaders, the authors of their own life. Right? Yes. Oh, my goodness. So um, can you share some of the, some of your biggest wins in your business over the years? I mean, there's been so many. One of them, my proudest one has been getting out of a very toxic relationship with an act. And that was all thankfully to my financial freedom that I came to, you know, because I would not have been able to do that have I continued to be financially dependent on him, you know, which was really tough. That was a huge win for me. And I, the reason I go there is because a lot of us, and it keeps happening over and over again, is you see a lot of women who unfortunately on the outside look like everything is fine. Yeah. Everything is fine. Everything is great. They're the happiest they've ever been, right? And then I meet them and I find out these crazy things that are going on in their life and it breaks my heart because they are super women. They are amazing. They are gold. (laughs) Through these tough relationships where they're completely destroyed. And so one my proudest win honestly was getting out of that relationship one of my biggest wins my other one is being able to move and live between toronto and columbia because it's been my dream to to not have to spend winters here i grew up hearing that my whole life my dad was one who always wanted to also skip the winter unfortunately he hasn't been able to do that and to be able to accomplish that to be able to move between toronto and columbia has been amazing i accomplished that in the past two years but most of all is the power that I give back to women when I see them discover their own fucking superpower. That oh. is that is beyond anything else. When I see their eyes light up, when they finally like it clicks inside of them that they are so much more empowered than they think they are, no matter how shitty your situation is, you have so mm-hmm. much more power than you think. You know? Yes. And so that to me is my biggest those three things are my biggest accomplishments is seeing women thrive when they discover that they can they can actually shape and create their own reality more than they believe that they could. I love that. And you're using in other women's lives. And that is so brave of you to be able to do that and share so openly and be so vulnerable with your own experiences like it's not easy to to come out and and share those things so 
I really, truly appreciate you so much. And us just so thankful that we met. Um, I want to get into a little bit more technical stuff about what you do. So um, are the digital marketing experts. So for all of us yeah. now, explain Let's a little bit about and why do we need digital marketing? Amazing. So kind of the, the, the way that I look at it is I got digital marketing is a very big space, right? There's so many branches. Think of digital marketing like a big umbrella. And then the part of this umbrella that I work under is really about communication. Anything that communicates through copywriting, through landing pages and offer creations to help clients connect to the right people. So to help my clients create offers and connect to the right people. And the reason I, I love this is because a lot of women really suck at selling themselves. And I love teaching them how to sell themselves beyond the offer. The offer could change and evolve over time. You could be selling t-shirts today and perfumes tomorrow. It doesn't matter. If you know the skills on how to sell yourself, how to talk and speak with conviction, how to stand in your confidence, you can sell anything, right? Ethically, of course, right? And so for me, it's one part is teaching women how to sell themselves through digital marketing. So first it starts with the inner work and it translates into the way you show up on social media, right? A lot of women just, and a lot of people who, who do social media, they're like, well, I guess I have to do it. No, you don't have to do it. No one has to do anything. And if you're going to do something, do it because you want to do it. If you don't, don't do it, it's not going to work, you know? And then, and then, so what I would say is a digital marketing is such an important thing, but it doesn't mean you have to do it all. One mm -hmm. thing that I've learned is the more you know yourself, if you love video, market yourself through video. If you love real communication, interview people on your platform. If you love um, networking, hang out at all the networking events, right? Yeah. If you start a blog, but people are like, no, but that's overdone in this. No, if it's, it feels good to you, it's how you're going to connect mostly with people and you're going to love it and it's going to grow, right? So focusing on your area, uh, your zone of genius, meaning the way you market yourself should should come natural to you. It shouldn't mm -hmm. be like this forced thing because you can tell. And they're like, but this coach told me I have to do this. I'm like, you don't have to do nothing. That's horrible. Like, no, <laughs> you do not have to do any of that. We need to find out what you like and focus in that area and, and exploit that area and say, okay, if you like to write, maybe you're behind the scenes. You love writing. You love telling your story. If you love showing them your, your results through writing, focus on that. Yeah. Right? Love me so and so part, part of that is understanding uh, your skill set and understanding the way you want to show up in the world. The second part of that, and that's for my for people that want to work on how to communicate their offer, how to how to really put it out in the world. Another mm -hmm. part of the work that I do is allowing people to um, to really leave a footprint online that feels good to them. Right. Yeah. And so a lot of experts that I meet, they're used to selling their time for money, which means they do consulting they do events or they do something where they constantly have to show up. Mm -hmm. and so that's great, but it gets tiring over time. Mm -hmm. And what I, what I help them do is create digital products or assets that they can start to sell so that they are able to complement or completely exchange and only choose to work with the things that they want to work with one-on-one -on -one versus doing everything because, oh, I'm the only one that could do it. Right. Yeah. So we've heard that, right? I'm the only one that could do it. So I have to, so if you're the only one that could do it, make it a digital asset so that you can share that with the person that you're going to work with 
and, and stop selling your time. But that is yep. part of your package, right? Yep. Those are two of, two of my favorite areas. It's helping women create more time for themselves. But those are usually for women who have been in business for a while because they have kind of uh, a, a, an onboarding process. They have more expertise and they have like their own uh, foundation for what they do. So I, I work mm-hmm. with kind of more um, seasoned entrepreneurs on that. With beginners mm-hmm. and all the way up to seasoned entrepreneurs, I work with offer creations because why? A lot of people don't understand that your offer can change and shift and do all these things and it can make you more money in so many different ways but we only have one way of thinking that we can make money right and so i really like to play around with people's offers and teach them oh no you can you can just this whatever you want and add value to it as you go right so that's basically my two majors of focus in my business that i love to do but i do have a full service digital marketing agency which builds websites that's all the techie stuff that you need. <laughs> I have all the techie stuff you need so you can make money while you're sleeping. <laughs> Definitely. Exactly. exactly. I love them. <laughs> it's true, though. It's the best feeling. You wake up in the morning. It's like, oh, <laughs> there's some money in my bank account. And then yeah. that, seriously, these digital products can do for you. Like, it's just all about automating everything, every single thing that you do. Exactly. And of course, testing it first, right? A lot of people try to sell you like it's this quick get, get rich easy solution, but it's really not. Like you really, it, it, it takes time to nail down what you what you actually want to package. And it takes strategy to understand, okay, this is what my client needs, you know? But ultimately, once you know what you're selling, it becomes very easy. It becomes very easy to automate it. That's actually, that was my next question. I was going to ask you, is there a process for getting the market marketing strategy? And like, what are some of the challenges we can expect along the way? Oh, I love that. Such good questions, Christine. You're so prepared. (laughs) Um, I always say start organic. Start organic. Why? Because you want proof of concept. A lot of people want what happens is we get really excited and we start with a little chunk of money and we're like, throwing money at it we're like yeah yeah here facebook like a, you go to a strip well they're like yeah 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 and then you're like oh shit nothing worked i have no money well because you never proved your concept and you didn't do it organically right a lot of people want to skip the step of rolling up your sleeve and having a conversation with your client and actually figuring out what they need right we just want to guess right we just want to guess and, and and assume and so part of it is getting your hands dirty on the ground with your clients, whoever you're serving, and being like, huh, do they really need this? Is this the next step on their journey to get the solution that they want? Right? Yeah. And it, that requires your time. That requires your energy. That requires you not not taking the time and not skipping the step, right? And so there's a time to scale. There's a time to automate. But a lot of us are skipping the step of getting in with our clients, having real conversations, testing our offers, and putting ourselves out there before we do all that stuff. So I always say start organic. Start organic before you spend any money because then you're just going to be broke. (laughs) You're just going to waste all your good money on things that, uh, and you're going to be like, but what happened? Well, the concept wasn't proven, right? And at the same time, part of it is not just the strategy, it's who you are inside, what your energy is like when you're putting out or launching something, mm-hmm. the, be- the the better you feel about what you're offering, 
the more success it would have it will have and so a lot of people uh when they are selling something they just want to skip the steps or they want to charge really high from the beginning and what happens is internally you still don't feel worthy of receiving that money right mm -hmm. when i started i was charging a hundred dollars for any hour of my time hundred and that felt like crazy that felt like oh my god that's a lot of money okay i'm like how could i do that right you know it, it was crazy and slowly i had to build my nervous system to accept these larger quantity of money that i knew i deserved and i knew i was doing the work for and so it's it starts with what feels good right and don't let other people tell you what you need or should do if it doesn't feel good build yeah. your nervous system up to what you are receiving what you're offering yes. right uh, that's another obstacle that i see women face when they're putting out an offer and with the strategy is that they 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 go for the highest like it's kind of like they're shooting themselves in the foot because they're like oh i don't think i'm gonna get it but they go for like the the, the uh, like the what that they're not gonna get instead of being like hmm, what seems marketable in my in my reality right now if that makes sense uh -huh. right yep so that's that's something i like to tell my clients as well is go with what feels possible first and then start pushing the envelope then start pushing the envelope forward not start crazy you can have it in the back of your mind right but doesn't mean you have to start there which that's is really nerve-wracking it's like where you want to end up eventually and like you said build up your nervous system it's like yeah at first it's it's just the initial feeling especially if you're just starting out it's like wow like i did this myself like <laughs> i put my idea out there and i'm making money doing this it's amazing right it's the most rewarding feeling ever but I see what you're saying. It's so true. Um, like, basically, you have to really do the hard work at first. Like, it's not easy. And it's 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 a huge level of commitment. But, you know, like, it doesn't take forever at the same time to get to that point. But it's like that hard work of you doing the analyzing, of you being like, all right, I put my offer out. Now, let's look at, like, is it really... Is it really helping people like in the way that I want to serve them? And do I need to modify this? And, and once you start answering those questions, then you can then it just starts getting easier. But you want to make sure you you do that hard work at the beginning because if you don't, yeah, yeah it's, you're just gonna end up like you said, wasting your money. Yeah, it, it, wasting your money and also like it's just unethical, really, to be selling something that you can't put your full confidence behind you know and that's something that i see a lot in the online space where uh especially in the bro marketing space uh which is very well known is they sell stuff that they have not even built yet right and there's and and, and where they don't even have, have experience in but sell it to you because they know what you want you want the easy button right oh sell me how to get rich quick and so ethically that's very unethical right and so I've been in that space to know that if you don't put the hard work, people can tell, trust me, mm -hmm. sooner or later, people can tell. And in entrepreneurship and like anything in life, your name will get tarnished. Your reputation will get tarnished. And that's something I take care of a lot. Yeah. A lot. It's so as an entrepreneur. I just, that blows my mind, but I know like there are people out there like that and you can kind of, you got to do your own what do you call uh research that check and research yes 
yeah, like if they don't do like a consultation call with you, you don't get to have a chat with them. I would never sign on for anything. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you really know who who you're working with. <laughs> exactly. You really don't. And I always say, especially now because entrepreneurship has become such a fab. Um, I've been in this long, you know, five years to see how many people have fallen off because really this wasn't what they were passionate about. This wasn't their why. They did it because they thought they could get rich fast. And some of them did. They got a lot of money fast, but then they burnt out faster because their reputation was came into question. You know, their reputation came into question or they were so unhappy because they didn't do it for the right reasons. And so there's so many, so many ways. But I'm pretty sure that no one in our group is like that. Like, I think I've been really good at surrounding myself now with people that love what they do. They do this because there's a mission behind it. I didn't become an entrepreneur for the money. I became an entrepreneur because it's like I breathe it. I breathe entrepreneurship is freedom. And I love freedom. I love traveling. I love not having to answer to anybody. And so it's what I breathe. And helping women do the same thing is like the air in the water for me. Right. So that 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 takes time. And you'll see with with time, you'll see who stays in the in the game. Because it was truly what they wanted, you know, or who just or, or who just fades away because maybe they decide, you know what, this isn't for me. And that's totally cool, too. Listen, there are states from, like, can somebody just hire me, please? I'll take a job. <laughs> take a job. Today's the day I take a job. It's always open. <laughs> I'm well, sorry. I'm having a midlife crisis. <laughs> right? It- as an entrepreneur, it can be very much like a roller coaster ride. And oh my goodness, I think my I think I'm so thankful because I my husband he's a nine to fiver. He's a stability. He's got the benefits right from working corporate jobs. So like yeah, we're set right. But <clears throat> yeah, like no, it's just I think you're either born with that entrepreneurial spirit or you're not. Like I know I I had it in me for so many years. Uh, since I was born, like literally, I had the lemonade stand out when I was a young kid at the plaza near my house. I wasn't even allowed. You're not allowed to have a lemonade stand at the plaza. But guess what? I had that mindset. I knew like that was smart because there is traffic there. Right. And I, I mean, my not <laughs> So the lemonade. I love that. But, I love that. Same for me. That's so funny you shared that. So I used to buy J14 magazines. I didn't even buy them. I would get my uncle who would always visit me. And he's like, what do you want? I'm like, get me three magazines. And you get me like J14 and like other two ones. And they would have the pull out, the pull out, like you could pull out the like in sync pink, like the, the posters back then. And so I would collect all the posters and put them into a black suitcase. And I was like in grade seven. And I would take them to school and sell them for like a dollar each. So I got them for free. So then I would go sell the posters. <laughs> and then I had another uncle who worked with stickers and he would bring me stickers and I would sell that as well at school. Oh my so, God. Listen, I... <laughs> sales. You're bored. Listen, literally, I was just selling stuff. <laughs> but uh, I, back to what you're saying at the, at the beginning, I don't know like what happened to me growing up, but maybe it is like a little bit something to do with like our gender roles and as so uh, especially as you get older, I don't know, life experiences, things happen to us, maybe bullies in school or whatever, they bring you down and you just always have that voice in your head that it's like not okay to speak up and it's just like, no. 
you know, like it's just getting over that. And having a coach definitely is required to to make those leaps, right? To be like, am I am I making like knowing that you're making the right move helps you make that leap too, right? But you can't do it out alone. <laughs> and community. The more you surround by the women who are dealing with the same reality you are, mm-hmm. the the more you'll believe that what you're doing is right and it in and it actually is possible. More than right is that it's possible, yeah. right? Where everyone who's a nine to five, they adhere to that reality. That's normal for them, right? And so yeah. we've normalized that. So you need to create a community that normalizes the struggles that you're going through, the wins that you're going through. You know, the when I have a, a friend who me and her, between me and her, we're always celebrating. Where I'm like, I just did a 10K deal. And she's celebrating me. She's like, I just did a 20K deal. I'm like, I'm going for that too. And I'm like, we're celebrating each other's win. We're like, Oh my God, you just sold such a huge deal. Like, you know, like we all need the, the, that that celebration of the wins and the and the losses and knowing that, you know, that's the reality that is also very legitimate. Right? Yeah. Because we need to legitimize that reality, not just the reality that exists when you have a nine to five job or the picket fence house or like the three kids, 2.1 kid. I don't know what the stats is on that, but you know, like I'm creating one where I'm li- literally co-parenting while I travel and like, you know, uh, and make my own money and do what I want and not have a real estate property at this time and like whatever I want to do with my life you know like that's the real reality for me and I love it you know and it's like well if other people are doing it great that's just not what I want for myself but before I'd be like oh but I must be doing something wrong I should want the house and the three kids and a husband as well but that's not what I want you know that's not what I'm looking for and before but now I've created enough community that reflects that back at me because they're doing the same and they're also breaking boxes. And I'm like, yeah, that's my reality. Like, <laughs> welcome to my world. <laughs> I love it. Oh my goodness. Well, one day I hopefully be able to travel a little bit more and uh, I'll definitely come visit you in Colombia. Definitely. Listen, a, a retreat is happening in Colombia. That's all I'm saying. A retreat is happening. <laughs> so stay tuned because it's going to be a whole vibe. Seven days in Colombia. It's going to oh be a thing. Yes. It's going to be a wellness and a retreat. And it's, I'm really excited. It's going to be in a mountain. We're going to bathe under the moon. It's going to be a whole thing. Okay. You don't even know. Dancing, massages, pampering, lurking yep. in the morning partying in the afternoon sightseeing it's gonna be great it's gonna be great <laughs> it's, gonna it's like you're in my mind because i've 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 had this vision for toronto professional women of having like retreats and yeah that might happen sooner than later i'm excited <laughs> <laughs> anything is possible christine let's it's our it's our reality it is absolutely and okay so in closing i just wanted to ask you one last question um can you share with us some of your biggest lesson that maybe you've learned along the way that you'd like to share with everyone here today maybe you've already kind of gone over that earlier but just uh, no this is a great question and it's something right away comes to mind okay trust your gut when it says no to working with the wrong client. So this happened, especially at the beginning of my business, but it even happened to me a year and a half ago that I took on a client because I needed the money. And I knew knew she was bad news. I had a feeling in my gut that she was going (laughs) to give me hell. I knew it. My gut was like, no, no, but 
but I need the money. I have so much expenses right now. If this would come in so handy, worst decision of my life. Mm-hmm. Thank God I had contracts set up. Thank God she could not come after me and, tar- and try to tarnish my name. I mean, she could, but not. it wasn't going to work because I did everything I could. But I learned my lesson for the last time. If your gut is saying, this is not a good person to work with, stay broke. Keep your zeros in my... I'm like, I'll keep my zeros. You take your money, okay? Thanks, <laughs> amen. God be with you because I am not taking your money. It is not worth the headache. It is not worth... This woman made me cry just to tell you a little bit. Oh, literally. That's what a hell of a client she was. Yikes. And so I really encourage women when you, you have a feeling in your gut that you shouldn't work with this person, even for an employment opportunity, anything, event opportunity, collaboration. But 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 you're like, oh, but this would be such a good an opportunity. She'll give me exposure. She'll but your gut's like, no. It's a no. <laughs> your gut. Because that's where you run your risk of tarnishing your name. Because maybe you're, you'll be associated with this person. Yeah. Of losing more money that, that you even make. But most of all, of losing sleep. Because I'm big on integrity. And when I feel that what I'm being asked to do is out of integrity, it keeps me up at night. And I'm not, nothing is worth my integrity. And oh. so, and so I really, really, one of the biggest lessons I've learned is when it's a no for a client, no matter if you need money, literally, I'd rather call my ex and be like, please send me money. Like, I'd rather go to him. But yeah, I don't, I <laughs> literally, like, ever take a client that's like a no. Okay. Like, it's just, it's the best thing you can do for yourselves because honestly, in the long chart, when you do the math, the time, the hours, the disappointment, the, the heart you have to have with someone, but you know, it just, it's not worth it. So that's one of my biggest lessons that I've learned in business. Yeah. Ever. And I, and every time I've learned it, I'm like, why? I, I, like, I thought we knew this, Gisela. I had a conversation with you before about this. I thought we had this figured out. <laughs> oh my goodness. I learned the same lesson like pretty recently, maybe six months ago. And I have learned now, having learned that lesson, to stay away from these people. Stay away. Just stay away. But, like, you also have to, you also have to have that brave conversation with them. Like, my problem was I would just block them. I would just, like, I I would, like, avoid them and block them. But, like, now I realize, like, that's not the right thing to do. Like, oh, you're bypassing. It's bypassing. And then it'll just keep showing up as lessons. That's why. They don't feel alone. So you really have to be direct and have that like brave conversation with them and just say like, I just don't think this is a fit. (laughs) I just literally, you know, there's a better match out there somewhere else. Because that's the thing about creating our tribe, right? Of people is that our vibe is not going to abide with everybody. There's going to be like some friction there, right? So it's just like... Totally, totally. And that's so good that you've learned that and having that conversation. Part of it is like also how you handle the conflict. I think for my last lesson that I learned with this woman was that I also had to confront her as well. Instead of being uh, tiptoeing around the issue. Yeah. I literally had to like in a in a kind way, in a in an in a way that was still integrity to me because I was pissed. I was like, okay, deal with your anger and then come back to this. Um and then I was like but I had to confront her and then 
I was really afraid to let her go, but it came to the point where I had to block her on WhatsApp so she had no access to me anymore. And that was really hard for me to do because I do have a people pleasing and I'm like, oh, but she's also a woman. Maybe she's struggling and I would make excuses for her, right? And yeah. try to understand her. But I'm like, no, no, you're allowed to put your foot down. And it's a no, it's a no, that's it. You know, and th- that was one of the biggest lessons. It's like, stop making excuses for other people. They're adults. Yeah. They may act like children, but they're adults. Exactly. It's setting our own personal boundaries so that we remain strong. We remain powerful so we can continue on making differences in people's lives that we want to help because you don't have to help every single person out there who needs it. We can't. We can't. Exactly. We can't. And our needs, there's our needs said something. Some people need firm boundaries and sometimes that's blocking. Yeah, I'm down for blocking. Blocking is sometimes very needed. I have a lot of people in my block list right now. (laughs) Yeah, me too. It's really bad. (laughs) Like, if say you already have a relationship with somebody, though, and they're crossing your boundaries, it's like, okay, it's you got to have a conversation with them now. And it's having those conversations, but I'm getting better at it. Like, Sometimes it can ruin your day for like a whole day. You're just like, oh, God, I feel awful for like saying this. But they're probably already thinking it too in their minds that, you know, we should probably part ways. Totally. It's so important. And one thing I love about what you said is, you know, when you care about someone, this is my bar, my barometer for relationship. If I can pull you in and we can have a conversation and have hard conversations and you can rise to the standard of what I'm trying to do, it's because I'm I'm trying to create a space for us to fix it so that actually the relationship can continue to grow, right? If I didn't care, I wouldn't even come to you. I'd be like, okay, bye. Yeah. Right? But if I care enough to call you in, it means I'm looking for to see how that other person would respond. And I do this with friendships all the time. I have a lot of friendships where we hit friction points where I'm like, I don't like what you did or I don't like what you said or I don't, you know, but we call each other in and the barometer is, can you stand the truth of my truth while also accepting the other person's perspective, point of view, way of seeing the world? And can we come to some sort of uh, understanding? And if mm. we can, then that makes the relationship so much better. And I yeah. apply that in my intimate relationships and my friendships it, with anybody around me, right? Mm. Like, that's how you know I care. If I'm not having hard conversations with you, I probably don't. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well you know what i've also come to realize too especially in the virtual space when we're communicating virtually like there's so many instances where there could be a miscommunication and misunderstanding over like reading reading someone's text versus like talking to each other and having an actual real conversation like how many times that's happened to me so many times it's like oh shoot like now I'm so embarrassed like because you get all upset over something and that it wasn't even it wasn't even true it was just like the way you read that message it's true I know there's a lot of miscommunication that's why for me it's very important that if something bothers you to call it out right away it's actually one of my biggest values is being able to confront things and it doesn't have to be I always say wait till you're not reactive right because you don't want to bring your projections on someone because it could be a projection. A lot of times the way I take something is a projection of my path, of the way I've dealt with something. And so 
I always I have my own tools to deal with my own reaction before I actually bring it to the table because I want to make sure that you know I'm respectful of the other person because maybe they have no clue that they triggered that in you or maybe they didn't mean it in that way and you're coming out here like you're you know um and it's just it, it, it takes time to learn these but it actually makes great for building relationships long term like really soulful relationships you know where you have an understanding that you know there's a lot of love there you know oh my goodness I know and I'm all about forming like I'm all about relationships and I can't stress that enough in the networking events when people come in and they try to sell right away right off the bat they start talking about their products or service without even saying like wanting to know anything about you like <laughs> it's like oh my goodness like it's so important to start with the relationship you need a relationship and then you'll see like how things just fall into place so naturally like and the sales yeah. would but like not by just being like okay I got a business now I'm gonna start networking and I'm gonna start putting my business out there and talking about it like just about the business it's it's like we are people we need to be friends with each other first but the thing is how i see it is honestly the way sales been taught has been taught has been a very masculine way and only recently have we been learning about ethical selling trust mm -hmm. me most of the sales books out there sales teaching out there are teaching that garbage which is where you get bro marketing from where they're just constantly trying to pitch you everything is an affiliate link and they're like, no, we help our clients. No, most of the time you just make affiliate money, you know, and it, uh -huh. and it comes from that's just the teaching. So once I've learned, once I've made peace, that used to really trigger me because I'm like, I used to think like, oh, that's not like, that's not cool. But what I realized they're coming mm -hmm. from, a, 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 from learning people that were not ethically educated on how to build relationships. You know, that's not the teachings that are out there. And so. I have compassion for that because then we go to the other extreme where women have no clue how to even pitch themselves at all. We we, we run into two extremes. But it's like completely masculine, like, I'm going to pitch you right now. Or then it's like, like nothing. <laughs> like, you're just like, I remember that happened to me when I first started networking. The first thing I used to say is like, hey, I'm a mom. Um, Yeah, like, I'm a new mom. I'm, I'm breastfeeding. I was like, I was just like, oh, man. I did not want to talk about my business and what I was building. I was like, nope, I can't do it, you know? And so it's understandable. And that's something that you can like really, that's a space that you have a lot of potential to teach on, right? It's like showing people a different way because ultimately it's not a correct way. And it's not the way anybody buys, honestly. It's not the way anybody buys at all. <laughs> you know, maybe one percent like unless i'm looking for what you're selling specifically but i will come to that you know but very yeah. little yeah absolutely when we come to interact especially even if it's in the virtual space that's why i said in the in my virtual networking event today i'm like when you're going into that breakout room just picture yourself walking into a cafe and going to have a coffee chat with somebody how would you talk to them because i think especially in the virtual space you can you can really be like all right you can even have your your pitch right up on your computer screen, right? And just read right off that and then just not even pick up anything about the person that you're speaking to. Like that's, that's, we should be listening more than we speak, right? A hundred percent. I always teach one of the best skills I've learned is really listening. You can yeah. hear when people need what you offer. 
but you have yeah. to be willing to listen. I can't come to you. It's like, we're not even talking about this. And I'm like, oh my God, did you know I have the best sheets? I sleep so good on my sheets. They're so comfortable. And you're like, we were just talking about something else. What? <laughs> you know, like, it just makes no sense. Why don't I have a conversation and wait for you to say, you know, last night I had a really terrible night, at least. And I'm like, really? How come? And then he could tell me why he had a terrible night. And I'm like, you know what's really helped me sleep? My comfortable 800 sheets. <laughs> you know, like at least. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's the thing. We meet all kinds of people from all, all walks of life with different values. And don't let that discourage you. Like a lot of people, they'll like, go to a networking event they'll like run into that person who's talking about how they sleep so well in their bed <laughs> and then they'll be like i'm never going again that was horrible <laughs> right but yeah don't be discouraged there's good people networking with real like they really want to connect and build long-term relationships you know like it's not a this is not a quickie like this is not a one-night stand this is like we're building marriages here, okay? Every relationship could be a marriage, but you're just trying to get a quick yet, and it's not cute. Oh, my you know, God. Just try to get into our pants real quick, and it's not a vibe. How's consent? Okay? <laughs> oh, my God. I forget what I was going to say next. It's so funny, though. It's so true. But, yeah. Oh, what I was going to say was the, the whole... Um, between men and women and how we network like men yeah they go straight in with the pitch and it's like that's okay in their culture but with us women it doesn't it doesn't work like the amount of complaints I get after networking events and I hear oh my gosh I was like cornered in my I was cornered in my breakout room and the person wouldn't let me speak they spoke the entire time and talked about their thing and their product they were just selling me and I have so many people who don't want to come back because they like there's just all all people who just want to sell me things so yeah like I know that us women we don't we don't generally I think as a whole we're just about the relationship more than selling at, at a networking event for sure <laughs> <laughs> totally a uh, totally guys just if you guys have any questions for me like put them in the comments i'm happy to come back around and like um and like answer them once this is up i'm guessing this is going to be posted you know so put them on and i'm happy to connect you can find me at design sorry at jasala holgan for my instagram Uh, my business i have two businesses it's designed by gg marketing and for the woman i love which is more more of my coaching mentoring space and then after we the design by Gigi's more the tech logistics of building up your business. Um so yeah, that's me. Such a blessing to have you here today. I really I'm so grateful for you. And we're gonna have our in-person coffee chat real soon. I'm so excited because I I really think you're so amazing. And thank you so much for taking a big chunk of your day today to come and talk today and share all of your amazing marketing wisdom and i i will see you of course at one of the next uh events or yes coffee meetup (laughs) for sure thank you for having me thank you guys for 
listening and tuning in. And I really appreciate the space to, to share. Thank you so much, Gisela. I hope you have a great rest of your day. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in. If you'd like to join the ranks of inspiring women making waves on this series or learn more about becoming a VIP member with us, head over to torontoprofessionalwomen.com and get ready to take your career journey up a notch.